Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Do you remember when the FBI was a very special organization? You remember that? I mean, uh, Elliot Ness, The Untouchables, the television show, The FBI. You remember that? Remember all of that? They used to be the best of the best. I had a friend of mine that was that actually interviewed with the FBI, wanted to be an FBI agent. So in the interview, this is no joke. Uh, this is a true story. Um, they brought her into the office to interview for a job at the FBI. And the first question was, what color was the receptionist blouse? And she was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, sorry, (laughs) you're done. Well, apparently these days it's a lot easier to get into the FBI because they've actually lowered their hiring standards, their requirements in categories that might surprise you, like physical fitness, illicit drug use, financial irregularities, mental health, full-time work experience, and integrity integrity schmegrity you don't have to worry about that come on into the fbi how do you feel about diversity equity and inclusion joining us right now is j michael waller he's the author of big intel how the cia and the fbi went from cold war heroes to deep state villains he joins us right now mike how are you buddy thanks for joining us well charlie so I was on your show. Thank you, sir. I was just talking about the relaxed standards in, in the FBI. I mean, I just find that to be amazing that they're not even taking into account, a, a, a account you know, any psychiatric problems, mental health. Actually, they're including that as a plus. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of diversity. Gosh, that's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the same FBI by any means. And, and that's pretty if obvious. diverse enough, you're in. Yeah, that is true. If you meet all the points of intersectionality, you're you're definitely in. So these were the people that I mean that we counted on during the Cold War and 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 during during the past, right? Oh, sure, and we still do. To, you know, you're finding uh, child trafficking and sexploitation yeah. and and spies, and you, you, we need an FBI to be doing its job. But they've also been weaponized, haven't they? They've been weaponized, and they have been so politicized it goes beyond democrat and republican charlie it is it is uh, it it is it is extreme it's it's critical theory they don't even believe in the founding principles of our country anymore yeah so when we see po- people like elvis chang going into uh what was twitter and and facebook and all of these things and they're talking about you know uh possible russian disinformation coming down the line when they knew good and well that the hunter biden laptop story 
uh, was true and it was accurate. Um, are these? I know we should be able to trust them, but really, can we? No. You'd like to be able to. I know a lot of people in there. I, I, a lot of them are fine people, and I do trust them as people, but I can't trust the institution anymore. Yeah, you're talking about, you know, the folks up there on the seventh floor, right? Well, that's the management, yeah. yeah. They were 60-odd new management positions put in, and it rewards careerism. And, of course, careerism requires a lot of brown-nosing to make your way up. And the new DEI criteria means you have to check in all the boxes uh, to, to and, and really kiss the DEI ring in order to get those senior promotions. So how does that affect us as average American citizens? It makes us targets. It makes people like you and me and your listeners targets because the woke elements that have taken over the nerve system of the Bureau really think that we're the main enemies. People like us and people like our friends. Yeah. Because we, I mean, imagine if you shop at Bass Pro and have the word Bible in your email, then you know, you're automatically on a ticker for, for being a suspect. Yeah, you absolutely are. And, and you bring up something in your book, and, and I talk about this all the time, and maybe you can explain it a little bit better than I can. Um, the Frankfurt School, that was, that was a bunch of these Marxists that came over here during World War II, and immediately, even though we saved their lives from Nazi Germany, they started working to undermine this country, didn't they? Right. Just, yeah. Just like you see today, you've got these these uh, these Palestinians and people born in Iran who now are American citizens and they have security clearances and they're on the White House National Security Council and the Pentagon and the CIA. It, it's like we haven't learned our lessons from before. So in the 1930s, actually earlier than that, you had the Soviets brought in these these uh, intellectuals in mm-hmm. quotes from from Europe to create a new kind of Marxism. Uh, cultural Marxism, because the, the revolutionary violent um, workers rising up kind wasn't going to work. And so they, they decided, let's attack culture and let's promote people to get the people from the Western cultures to attack everything they believe in, patriotism, um, Judeo-Christian heritage, the, you know, in, in America, our founding principles, and attack that instead. The nuclear family, break yeah. apart families, break apart trust, infiltrate the seminaries, infiltrate the churches. And this went on. So this was really um, uh, incubated in Germany after World War One, And with the rise of the Nazis, these intellectuals fled. A lot of them came to the United States. And with the negotiation of a Soviet intelligence agent, they set up their school, moved it from Frankfurt, Germany, to Columbia University in New York. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Frankfurt School resided. And they built a whole intellectual strain going through culture, law, politics, journalism, you name it, to to create this as a new Marxist battle space and to teach the teachers and to, and to teach the lawyers. So you have these graduates from these schools populating the Justice Department, so it's only a matter of time before they populate the FBI and this is weaponized. You know, when I was growing up, if I thought of some, like an FBI agent, I would automatic, automatically assume they voted for Reagan. But you can't assume that anymore, can you? No, and, you know, even if they vote liberal because they, let's say they have different social values, right? So they're still Americans, and they still want to defend our country against, uh, you know, foreign spies and terrorists and, and so forth. But when they've lost sight of the founding principles of our country, and they want to turn our country into something that it's not, and they view our Constitution as a so-called living document where they can twist it to mean whatever they want it to mean, 
then they're part of the problem. Right. And this is, I mean, are they too big to control now? They can be controlled. Here's a neat thing that that not many people know about, but local sheriffs, county sheriffs are the most powerful defense against central government abuse because they have the power, and most don't even realize it, to keep these federal agents out of their counties. I did not know that. And others. Yeah, well, even most sheriffs don't know this. And, And they have the legal power. And the neat thing is, but since they're elected by the local people, the local people can really have an influence on who their sheriff is and make sure their sheriff first knows that he has this power and second is using that power. So the FBI can't really function on the on the local levels without the sheriffs and also the police uh, being their eyes and ears. The yeah. sheriffs can say, get out of my county. I would love I would love to see that because, I mean, uh, so we got Christopher Ray, We had James Comey, who admitted that Hillary Clinton had a, a server full of classified documents, but said he couldn't find a prosecutor to take the case. Then we've got Christopher Ray. We've got all of these people uh, just uh, fully focused so much on, on January the 6th and the people that were in Washington on that day, even people that were near the Capitol, not necessarily in it. But we've got other problems. We've got uh, you know, terrorists crossing our border here in the United States, have they lost their focus? Have they lost their priority? They, yeah, they've completely lost their priorities. They, they, they view the main threat as, as, as FBI Director Ray has said himself, DEI is now a core value of the FBI on par with the United States Constitution. Wow. And that is that's running rampant throughout the FBI. It's it's unbelievable, Mike. So what I mean, what can we do about it other than getting the sheriff to kick him out? I mean, uh, well, we need to educate our sheriffs first to let them yeah. know what they're uh, what they're what what is literally in their legal power to do. That's the first thing that everybody can do. All your listeners can do that. Second thing is, if and when we get an, a new president who who cares about the country first, right? Uh, let's say President Trump wins in October. He needs a team to go in who understands the problem, that has an action plan, just like Reagan went in with an action plan and the whole team already assembled before the election. So they could just come in with the presidential executive orders already written, ready to ready to enact the very first day he's in office and ready to carry out and then draft legislation to present to allies in Congress to push the bills through Congress to codify this into law and then undo the executive orders of Barack Obama and other presidents who have made all these abuses possible. So so we need that kind of a, a team. I think President Trump understands this now because he was so badly burned by it. Yeah. You know, he trusted he trusted Chris Christie, you know, who was a very successful governor of New yeah. Jersey, like yeah. it or not, to to recommend a new FBI director to get rid of these uh, these cultural Marxists like James Comey. And so he brought in Christopher Wray, who's this revolving door millionaire Republican lawyer who's made all his fortune off, you know, millions of dollars a year every year from the D.C. law firm. So he's part of the swamp and he comes in to take the FBI and he's just been cuckolded basically by the woke nerve center management that's running the FBI. And he's he's afraid of them. He's just doing what they want. Well, hopefully something will happen very soon. The book, Big Intel, How the CIA and the FBI Went from Cold War Heroes to Deep State Villains. The author, J. Michael Waller. Michael, we appreciate you being on the program this afternoon. Thank you. 
Great to be with you, Charlie. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I got a, a very liberal texter on the text line, and uh, I was t- we were talking about the economy not long ago. Oh, by the way, before we get to that, um, tomorrow, 4.06, Laura Trump will be on this program. 4.06, President Trump's daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, will be on the program uh, tomorrow at 4.06. You definitely want to tune into that. So, now, by the way, what are we talking about? Um, this text, I think it's 475. Um, very liberal. Very liberal. Biden can do no wrong. The Republicans can do no right. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So we're talking about the economy. And they were like, what bad economy? What bad economy? We don't have a bad economy. And then they started spewing out all these fake numbers that the OMB puts out, you know, oh, we got, uh, oh, we created 700 billion jobs in the United States. We, uh, we, 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 you know, the employment is at an all-time low, blah, 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 or unemployment, rather. Um, so they're like, what? Well, the evidence is out there, and the evidence is clear. In fact, there was a reporter from CBS, I think it was a producer, actually, that was in New Hampshire during the primary, and they went around, they were asking people in New Hampshire, hey, what do you think about the economy? Now, this being CBS News, I think it was CBS, um, they were expecting people to go, oh, everything's good. Oh, we love, oh, the economy is great. We're doing better now than ever, and yada, yada, yada. They didn't find a single person, not one single person, that was optimistic about the economy. Every single one of them said they are worse off now than when Trump was president. Every single one of them, Democrat voters, Republican voters, everybody. It was bad economy, 100 percent, decent economy, zero percent. And I'll give give you a great example here. So let's jump back in the time machine. Let's get in the TARDIS as I, Charlie James, the Time Lord, will take you back to 2023, August 15th to be exact. Headline, CBS News. UPS says drivers to make $170,000 in pay and benefits following union deal. What? I should have been a UPS driver. Well, that was, oh, they were $170,000. If you've got a UPS driver in your neighborhood, he might be the richest person in your neighborhood. He might be driving around in his brown shorts in the summer. 
So anyway, so that was August 15th of 2023. Let's move forward to today. UPS to slash 12,000 jobs in cost-saving moves as, as workers ordered to be in office five days a week. I mean, my goodness, we went from August 2023, September, October, November, December, January, five months. It only took five months for this union deal of $170,000 for drivers to really take its toll. But it gets deeper than that. And this is the part where you should be concerned about the economy, okay? UPS fell short of Wall Street revenues estimates today, reporting drops in shipping volume both internationally and domestically. The company also announced 12,000 layoffs as part of an effort to align resources in 2024. UPS's 2024 uh, outlook expects revenue to range from $92 billion to, uh, to $94.5 billion. Now, here's the part that kind of worries me. Uh, kind of worries me? No, it worries me a great deal. They're talking about a reduction in shipping. You see, UPS... They ship things, things that you buy online. Maybe you'll do personal shipping, but I will, I will guarantee you that the vast majority of UPS purchases, and by the way, I've got one coming tonight, those are things that you buy online. But the economy is so bad that people have even cut down on the amount of purchases that they are making online. Higher labor cost and fewer people buying things have put UPS in a crunch. That's not a good, that's not a good sign for the economy. So 475, you can believe anything that the government tells you to, and I'm pretty sure you will. Everything. You'll take your marching orders from Joe Biden and his administration. But I'm going to look at what's happening on the ground. Because that's where the real, that's where real America is. Real America is not in Washington, D.C. It's not in big granite buildings. It's not in any of the bank buildings. It's not in any of the economic forecasters' offices. Real America is on the ground. It's at the QT. It's at the Sphinx. It's at the Loco Taco. It's at the Chinese and the Indian restaurant. That's where the rubber meets the road. And, folks, things are not looking good for the average American. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. It was last night's uh, program. It was, it was after the 6 o'clock hour, I do believe, when all of a sudden something happened that everybody was like, what in the world is going on? This came from the House of Representatives. Let's see. The chair lady lays before the House at communication. 
The Honorable the Speaker, House of Representatives, sir, this is to notify you formally, pursuant to Rule 8 of the Rules of the House of Representatives, that the Office of the Sergeant-at-Arms for the House of Representatives has been served with a grand jury subpoena for documents issued by the U.S. Department of Justice. After consulting with the Office of General Counsel, I have determined that compliance with the subpoena is consistent with the rights and privileges of the House. Signed sincerely, William P. McFarland, Sergeant-at-Arms of the House of Representatives. So, last night, the Sergeant of Arms of the House of Representatives was subpoenaed by a grand jury uh, that was seated by the Justice Department. We're like, what in the world is going on? What, what's happening? Oh, and everybody was like, oh, this is more January 6th stuff or whatever. And I was just kind of wondering what was going on. Well, then we found out exactly what was happening. And it had to do with a member of the squad, uh, Corey Bush. Squad member and progressive Democrat representative Cory Bush has been charged with misusing campaign funds. Uh, that's right. Squad member and progressive Democrat Cory Bush denied she misused funds for private security and blamed right wing organizations. That's right. Right wing organizations, ladies and gentlemen. It's never their fault. Levels of integrity. I also believe in transparency, which is why I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services. We are fully cooperating with this investigation, and I would like to take this opportunity to outline the facts and the truth. Since before I was sworn into office, I have endured relentless threats to my physical safety and Uh life. Uh As a rank-and-file member of Congress, I am not entitled to personal protection by the House and instead have used campaign funds as permissible to retain security services. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal personal security is simply false. In recent months, right-wing organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me, Uh peddling notions that I have misused campaign funds to pay for personal security services. That simply is not true. I have complied with all applicable laws and House rules and will continue to prioritize the rules that govern us as federal elected officials. In particular, the nature of these allegations have been around my husband's role on the campaign. In accordance with all applicable uh, rules, I retained my husband as part of my security team to provide security services because he has had extensive experience in this area and is able to provide the necessary services at or uh, or below fair market rate. These at, fair- <laughs> at or below fair market rate. She is $750,000 on security. $750,000 she has spent. You know what else she has done? She has called for defunding the police. Wait a minute, hold on. Where is it? Here we go. Die? Is that what you want to see? You want to see me die? You know, because that could be the alternative. So either I spend $70,000 on private security over the last few months, and I'm here standing here standing now and able to speak, able to help save 11 million people uh-huh. from being evicted, 
or I could possibly have a death attempt on my life. And we're also talking about the same exact people who say horrible things about me, who lie to get to, to build up their base. And then because they lie about me, I receive death threats. Now, they don't address the fact that I receive death threats after they go on air and say horrible things about me. But then they want to say, oh, but she wants she needs private security. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private security oh, because shush, they. Shush, the- shush, 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 please, woman, please. It's it's a scheme. It's a scheme. That's all it is. You pay your, listen, let me tell you, and this isn't unusual, folks. It's really not. I mean, uh, Maxine Waters pays her daughter-in-law, uh, I mean, an ungracious amount of money. I don't know if that's the right word. A gob of money to stuff envelopes for her campaign. Probably the most well-paying uh, envelope staffer, uh, envelope stuffer in America. Reaching the pinnacle of success. These people do this all the time. They're, they're, they're experts at money laundering. No, no, I'm hiring my I'm hiring my my daughter-in-law to stuff envelopes. Yeah, how much are you paying her? Over a hundred thousand dollars. Oh good. Good grief. Well, that's just how they do. They are they are rotten to the core. So you've got so you got Corey Bush hiring her husband as security. Paying him with ta- with campaign dollars, then you've got Fannie Willis in Atlanta, who was using taxpayer dollars to pay her lover as as lead prosecutor against Donald Trump. He was taking her on lavish vacations, cruises, all of that. You got Joe Biden out there receiving money from the Chinese Communist Party and CEFC, three million dollars. In, in one instance, they just, and then you got Nancy Pelosi. She's a multi-gajillionaire, and nobody can figure out why, except for the fact that she plays the stock market better than anybody else in the country. How does that happen? These people are worried about a billionaire who wants to be president. What you, you should be worried about is members of Congress that get there with, don't have two nickels to rub together, and they end up multi-millionaires. That's what you should really worry about. But no, 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 no. They're not corrupt. You are. Right wing. What does this remind you of? It reminds you of Hillary Clinton. It's the same old talking points. Right wing conspiracy theories. That's all this is. Just these right wing conspiracy theories. I'm not corrupt. I'm not. So anyway, there you go. We'll see what happens with this. I'm not predicting anything going on. I'm not predicting her getting removed from Congress. I'm not predicting her going to jail or anything like that. She probably won't go to jail. It'll probably just be a massive fine that she gets for um, for uh, uh, campaign violations. We're not calling for what happened to Do- is happening to Donald Trump to happen to her. But at least be, you know, stop being so disingenuous about exactly what's going on. We'll be right back. When we get back, breaking news. Alaska just got a lot of snow. That's coming up next. This is the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.
It's the global warming. Oh, look at all the global. <laughs> I love what they do. It's the global warming. They'll be standing in like Anchorage, Alaska in 100 inches of snow. This is all because of global warming. They expect you to believe that. They'll go to Davos and they'll have their private jets snowed in. And it's still, it's the global warming. That's that's what we've got out there. Uh, well, it um, looks like Alaska is getting a lot of snow. Now, normally they do. They get a lot of snow. But this is earlier snow than usual. It is what they're calling, I love what they're saying here, a pandemic of snow. Oh, it's oh, oh, it's a pandemic of snow. That's what it is. It is a record for the earliest arrival of 100 inches of snow. Even by Alaska standards, there's a lot of snow this winter. So much snow has fallen, so far more than 8.7 feet, that roofs on commercial buildings are collapsing all over Anchorage and officials are urging residents to break out their shovels to avoid similar fates to their homes. As of this morning, the three-day storm has dropped nearly 17 more inches of snowfall, pushing Alaska's largest city past the 100-inch mark earlier than any other time in history. It is going to break the all-time record of 134.5 inches of snow. Wow. And uh, even now, I mean, these, these they're used to snow up there, but even now they're getting pretty fed up. This woman, uh, Tamara Flores, she's an elementary school teacher. She said, it is miserable. She's shoveling her driveway. She said, it's a pandemic of snow. Last year, 107.9 inches uh, fell on Anchorage, making this only the second time the city has had back-to-back years of 100-plus inches. Where are you, Al Gore? In the future... Anchorage, Alaska will have no snow whatsoever. In fact, Alaska will be a desert. There will be cactuses and palm trees growing in in, in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> this guy, this guy, it's it's all it's all BS, and you know it. All BS, all BS, and, and they're telling us. They always tell us this: the Earth cannot be a livable planet. If it warms more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Now, this is the United Nations saying that. Failure to maintain that level could lead to several catastrophes, including increased droughts and weather-related disasters, more heat-related illnesses and deaths, and less food and more poverty. Every single one of that, all of that is BS. More people die of cold than they die of heat. I'll say it again. More people die of cold then die of heat every single year. Less food? No, it's going to mean more food. In fact, the Sahara Desert is shrinking. It is shrinking. So all these people, 194 member states, the European Union, they side on to the UN Paris ag- uh, Agreement. Donald Trump got us out of that mess. Because, because you know why? We were the only country that was paying any money into that thing. Everybody else was was getting in on it for free. China was an emerging, what is it, a developing nation. China, a developing nation. They got that status there. But they're wrong. Now, you know, they say, oh, 2023 was the warmest year in 174 years. It's the warmest by far, said Sarah Kapnick, NOAA's chief scientist. A warming planet needs to, means that we need to be prepared, but it's not true. 
Nearly 90%, 90% of NOAA's temperature monitoring stations have a heat bias. That's according to Anthony Watts, a meteorologist, senior fellow for environmental and climate at the Heartland Institute and the Institute, and the author of climate website What's Up With That, and director of a study that examined NOAA's climate stations. He said, with that large a number, over 90%, the methods that NOAA employs to try to reduce this don't work because the bias is so overwhelming. A few stations that are left are not biased because um, they are, for example, outside of a town in a field and are an agricultural research station that's been around for 100 years. Their data gets completely swamped by the much larger set of biased data. There's no way you can adjust that out. So in other words, of all of these climate, uh, uh, climate monitoring stations they have around the country, 90%, check this out, this is no joke, I think it's like 81%, 81% of those monitoring stations actually show normal or less than quote-unquote normal temperatures. Only 19% show an increase in temperatures in the United States. Only 19%. And where do they put them? I mean, Whenever you have the average, you know, oh, we have record-setting temperatures today. Where do they always tell you it was? From the Greenville International Airport. What? You you put your thermometer at the airport? With all of that concrete and all those planes and all that asphalt? That's where you put your thermometer? Yeah, I'll bet it was hot. I'll bet it was hot that day. Why don't you put it at a farm? Once you put it in a forest, once you put it in a field somewhere, once you put, <laughs> put one in my neighborhood, once you do that. So they have adjusted historical temperature data in such a way to make the past appear colder. And, and they do this by making the current warming trend more pronounced. So actually, they reduced the temperature that we had in the past in order to make today warmer. They also say they found stations located next to exhaust fans for air conditioning units surrounded by asphalts, parking lots, roads, blistering hot rooftops. The agency estimates that the daytime temperatures in urban areas are between 1 and 7 degrees Fahrenheit higher than temperatures in outlying areas. The nighttime temperatures are about 2 to 5 degrees higher. Consequently, NOAA requires all of its climate observation stations to be located at least 100 feet away from elements such as concrete, asphalt, and buildings. However, in March of 2009, Mr. Watts released a report that showed that 89% of NOAA stations had heat bias issues due to being located within 100 feet of those elements, and many were located next to airport runways. Sure is hot on those runways. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 